done. You got What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to Self Evident Podcast. You got your guy, Massey Mike, is here, and he's hey! he's just a guy. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you can hear that. He's just—he had to step out for a second. <laughs> Perfect timing. And I was not even supposed to mention that he's not here, but I ended up doing it anyways. Good morning. We are here, guys. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Um, if you guys have not, again, subscribe. It's kind of the you know the thing. Self-evidenttruth.com. The self-evidenttruth.com. Well, on there, it's actually pinned on our comments. Be sure to sign up for our new blog. We also have newsletter. Let you know what's going on in the communist. Uh, Thing, uh, thing, and Mike, you're the man, dude. Got me some coffee. I, I got we're you. pros here. I got you. Covered. We did that before, but yeah. it just didn't work. Anyway, but, but so, we kind of, we kind of didn't. But have we did, yeah. be here, yeah, to get us the coffee. We're, we're missing our fella. We're missing the fella. The fella we call Easy E. But I see them take care of it, man. She, 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 she. she I'm already I'm doing. I'm, I'm already doing comments. You guys are liking. Yeah. We, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at Josh. Like, comment, share, do the things. Yes, do the things. Share, subscribe. Guys, we just crossed a a significant number on our YouTube. Yeah. Josh, you want a job, by the way? Josh, (laughs) you know, I'm not saying anything, but we did. But we did. You're right. We we crossed 900. We need your help to get to 1,000 because that opens up a lot for us. So, but we hit 100,000 views, too. That's what we did. For us, that's big. It, It really is, honestly. The last podcast did well. Okay, it did well on the YouTube. We got two views this time. Yeah, it's better than the one. <laughs> we're up a hundred percent. Guys, we're on our way. We're taking off. I can see it now. <laughs> I can see the rays of sunshine on our ministry, and we yeah. can see this of what we've been called to do. The Lord has called us, and. But we got a lot to talk about today. So, guys, you guys see the title, Financial Meltdown, or is it? Let me do that again. Financial Meltdown, or is it? Okay, there's a whole reason that we did that title for you guys. Um, because if we just said, hey, learn about the financial system, you guys yeah, would tune out in the first five seconds. So, we don't actually believe that there is going to be a financial meltdown, but we're going to make this fun for you because opportunities for financial meltdown. By the way, Josh said, oh, also, go watch that new movie, Left Behind Rise of the Antichrist. Really good movie. Dude. We got to hire him. Hey, like he's, he's the guy. He's, he's the man. Dude. Yeah. I think. So Mike and I went last night real fast. We went last night. Great movie. Um, definitely, if you're a theologian who believes mid-trip, post-trip, you're going to find just that, that. That's the only thing that will disturb you about the movie. When it comes to the gospel, when it comes to uh, prophecy, Bible prophecy, it was like as accurate as you can get. As far as like, right. the cool thing is they made you think what could be, and it was like very well done. I think that was my biggest takeaway. And and if you do not get stuck into the whole pre-post and maybe, don't don't because you won't see the movie for what it is, right? And Massey and I were talking. One of the things that I thought they did really really well was imagining what would it be like if the rapture happened pre-trib, right? How would people react? How would the world get over that? The fact that a bunch of people just disappeared, right? 
I don't know what happened. Here. I'll point it out later. But yes, you're right. No, the message. When you were saying the message was the gospel. Like our our. It's in the shop. So like the 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 message was the gospel all the way through and through. It was uh, uh, people realizing they were they, they were not caught up in the rapture. The rapture had already happened. Why didn't we listen to the gospel? And it was funny how they they weaved all this like oh that's just misinformation. We got to quit the false information. All this other stuff. And I thought, that, you know, it was just, again, it was very well done. Um, so kudos to the Sarbos. Kudos to the whole production team. Kudos to all that. You want to invite your friends to it? You still got three more days to go watch that thing. Left Behind uh, movie, and it's awesome. And so we, I would like to talk to them on the, the podcast about it. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, is it, will it be pushed by Hollywood? Obviously not, because they Hollywood's in bed with half this crap that's going on in that movie. Right. You know what I mean? They're pushing the narrative. They are out to tell on ourselves. No, of course not. So, anyways, my job. That's good. That's <laughs> exactly right. It's worth nothing. <laughs> and, and of course, they drop little uh, little nuggets. It was like, awesome. I, I love them. It was like, awesome. References to things that have gone on and are going on in today's culture. The, and the guy they were doing, I can't give it away. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not giving it away. But even the way they did that news, the, the news guy, just how he was hammering things. It's like. Just very good. If you'll see, it's like, oh, that was very, very wise to do. So, uh, again, go see it uh, if you get a chance. It's still uh, in Palm Beach, also in St. Lucie, uh, here if you're local, and just check online. And so, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about all things financial. We're talking about the financial meltdown and what's going on with the financial system. One of the things that that we're we're, we're kind of, this is going to be a topic that is not exactly. The funnest. I'm talking about where it's so engaging, but you're going to want to hear a lot of the stuff that we're saying so that you're prepared to understand what's going on in these times. I don't like that whole saying, you know, understand this stuff. I've commented on that many times before. I just think when us as Christians get prepared, we know how to at least think through it, right? Have a have a strong grip on it and say, Lord, okay, I, I kind of understand this. What do you want me to do in the process and not be caught off guard? Because we're supposed to study and show ourselves approved to God. So. We should always be knowing these things. God should be quickening our spirits all the time to something that's going on around us, especially if it's your calling to, to, to know what's going on. So what we're talking about tonight is the, all things, all things financial. <laughs> Has it all been kind of a myth to you? Hmm? Hmm. The finances? Finance. Do you not understand the financial realm? Would you like to know more about investing in the stock market? Yeah, invest in gold. No, we're not sponsored by nobody either. <laughs> but we could we be. Could be. I mean, I mean. So the, the, <laughs> we're going to clear a lot of the stuff up this morning, and and I think a lot of us know that the financial system in, especially in the United States, with the Federal Reserve, all this other stuff, there, there's been a lot of growth and increase because of it, but there's also been a lot of damage done because of it, because a lot of it was giving obeisance to to a, to a thing that is not even federal. I mean. Federal Reserve is no more federal than FedEx is. Right. So, like, it's just, it's, the, the, the feds are creating money out of thin air. That's what they do, right? And we've allowed them to do that, and it's just a corrupt system now. They can just print and raise tax or debt ceilings and do all these things. And, and the, the excuse is it's because we can hedge ourselves because of our assets, right? We have tons of assets in America. Well, assets are only as valuable as someone's willing to pay for it. And if they don't find America valuable, then our assets are worth nothing. You know, think about it. Everything we have now, our $20 bill, we only it's only $20 now, 
but there's nothing backing it. You believe it because I give it to you and it says 20 on it. So you take it as a $20 bill, mm -hmm. but take that with anything going on right now. Who's controlling the prices of these things? Hear my heart. I'm not talking conspiracy. Who controls all the prices for supply and demand? Like, I don't think eggs are worth $8.99. Right. I've never seen that before. $6.99. Whatever it is right right now. My wife does the shopping. <laughs> I just hear about it. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. I'm dying. <laughs> I've never actually seen the cost of the eggs. I just hear about it from my wife, which is actually true. I, my wife is the one who comes back and reports. So, love you, babe. Keep buying Anywho's, eggs. Anywho's. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, but it's what we're willing to pay for it and we'll go out and buy it. Right. So you got to figure out either get them cheaper, grow them yourself or pay the convenience fee. And all of those guys are in bed in the financial system. So it starts even this whole local thing that we're seeing, like all the eggs and all the, there's a greater conglomerate going on. So we're going to try to break that down for you. Today. Yeah. So we're going to start at the beginning. Stick with me. I, I told Massey, look, we got to keep this fun and interesting for you guys. So this may go off the rails and that's okay. That's okay. Dun, dun, dun. All right. We're going to start from the beginning. Let's say that you live ancient Middle East. Okay? Now, your wife has been hounding you for a new rug. She's going, I am so tired of this dirt floor. I need a rug now. And you finally say, okay, whatever. Oh. Ah. So you get out of your easy chair. And you look around. Okay, what can I bring to market? Now I'll bring my donkey. He's farting a lot, and I'm done with him. So you go to the rug dealer down the street. The, you, the rug dealer. Yeah, that's right. The guy in the alley. He's got rugs in his coat. Show him your wonderful donkey, who's great. <clears throat> and the rug dealer doesn't need it. Like, I don't need that donkey. This, why would I give you a rug for the donkey? I don't need it, right? So the problem that gets solved is money. Money is something that two people use to hold value, right? So instead of you saying, well, now I got to find somebody that has something that the rug dealer would want that I could trade my donkey to, to get that thing to go back to the rug dealer, you go, ah, well, I'll sell the donkey to somebody who needs it. I'll take that money. I'll walk over, give it to the rug dealer. I've got my rug. This happened a long time ago. Right. And they were using different, they were using pieces of gold, silver, they were using jewels. Uh, Native Americans even used like sh rare shells, you know, kind of as a, a coinage. Guys, people used different things like, you know, body parts sometimes, teeth. I mean, anything like, it's just weird. Like, we've, we, currency is, <laughs> seriously, right? Currency is anything. Uh, bartering, that's a currency. You know what I mean? So like, it's, just, there's different types of, and, and Paul's right. There's no such thing as a fixed standard because what is gold? Right. We only value it by what we think it is. So it's all this like ethereal finances are a tricky thing, but we base our entire government and nation and things that we do on a fixed system. That's not fixed. <laughs> that's so yeah. crazy. Right. And, and we all put our faith into it. And we're going to get into the whole central bank, federal reserve, all of that stuff. We'll get into that in a little bit. You so stick through us. Victoria said you can rent a chicken for five seventy five a month. Five seventy five a month. Boy. Yeah. You buy a chicken for hey, five Paul, bucks. Paul, you could lease a Jaguar and rent a chicken for a thousand bucks a month. I say that because he drives one. <laughs> Which one has more worth at this point, right? The chicken can lay eggs. What can the Jaguar do? That's for Paul. <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. So, starting fights. Okay. 
So suddenly this craze of using, ah, we'll, we'll use money, got so big, government got itself. And what does government not get itself involved in at some point, right? So rulers started to create their own currency, started to make and mint these coins, whether they're gold or silver or whatever. And that became an item authorized by the government to use as money. That's called currency. Right. So they were minting currency so that you could go to your rug dealer and you could buy your wife a rug and then she's happy with you. Happy wife, happy life. Yep. So get her a rug. That's the lesson. Happy wife, happy life. She'll only be happy when you're acting like the man anyway. Ooh. Anyway, sorry. Ooh. Off topic. Ooh. Move. How many how many people felt that? I felt that. That was that was tense. So these coins were precious metals. Okay. They they would mint them out. The as the government issued these coins in silver or gold, they also found it a lot easier to do something else. And you'll love this. They found it easier to tax you. They sure did. All of a sudden, it, it got a lot easier than going and trying to confiscate donkeys and sheep and land. Yep. And oh, now we could just say, well, give me so much a month. Yeah, so the, e the easier currency, the easier the currency system, the easier number one it is to track, but the second two, to tax you. Uh, evidence by when they say they quote unquote legalize the marijuana sales, it was easy to tax. You know, the government yeah. then's like, well, if, if we can't stop it, we might as well capitalize on it, and they did. Well, some say the government's involved in it. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> there's there's cocaine actually, cowboys. Just look it up. There's there's theories going around that in the the whole legalized stuff, Colorado. The Federal Reserve is uh, got their hands in that whole thing too. So I can feel Paul saying, "Don't go conspiracy, guys." <laughs> All right. So, as we'll talk about in a second, the supply of currency has been increased in countries. Okay, this is governments producing more and more currency. Now, when paper money was created. It gave the opportunity for governments to not use a more fixed value system and went to a fiat. So what's the difference? Massey was talking about the gold standard. It used to be every dollar that was produced had to have some amount of gold, a certain fixed amount of gold in physical possession of the government. Remember Fort Knox? If you're old enough, you remember that whole all yeah. the gold at Fort Knox idea. In 1971, under the Bretton Woods, they separated or severed that remain. It was holding on by a thread anyways, sure. but they separated that. They said, okay, we're not going by the gold standard anymore, which interestingly enough, we had a massive amount of the world's gold after world war two. And that was one of the ways that we got really rich was people, countries were giving us their gold so we could sell military supplies to them. We gathered all it up. And all of a sudden when, when countries were, requiring their gold back we cut them off kept the gold now nah, we're not going by the gold standard anymore the u.s currency became the reserve currency does that make sense Ooh. so that's fiat currency <clears throat> it's easy to control states too you know it's like <clears throat> so i i gotta go on this tangent for a minute so you understand we're, we're doing a whole thing now on 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 the the, the foundations of liberty and why would it have been better just being the Articles of Confederation or the Constitutional Convention? There's debates, Federalist, Anti-Federalist, all this other stuff. But ultimately, the states were supposed to be their own governments. Right. Right. And under the what was tough, I get what they were doing. And, and, and you can you can 
take and gather from this what you want. But when you have individual currencies, it's really hard to keep them together, right? Because what one transfer to another state, transfer rates and all these other things, right? It makes it difficult. So I get what they were doing. If we can have just one currency that all comes together, because the South had their own currency mm-hmm. during the Civil War, you know, yep. before the Civil War. Yep. So the South had their own currency, the North had their own currency, and the exchange rates were astronomical. It was right. really weird how that was all set up. And so I get what they were trying to do, but why we're bringing this up is we're giving you kind of an understanding and a history of like how this all impacts everything that we do so that you kind of see it's not just something we either gloss over and just say, uh, no big deal. God's got me or, you know, because he does ultimately. <laughs> right. But your understanding of it will give you the, 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 the way to pray about it, the way to like have confidence in it with the right. Lord. You know what I mean? That's why we're doing this. So we're, we're not trying to bore you with all this stuff. What we're trying to say is pay attention to what's going on. And when you do that, you'll have a you'll have a and then go look at history. Look what happens with currencies and right. how they rise and fall. And, you know, like the Chinese yen was bunk and now it's like, poof, you know, yep. it's, it's and, a mess. And we're hoping that we'll fill in gaps for you in certain areas so that you can you can fill in gaps of your knowledge of what's going on in the world. Because when you hear the terms thrown around and events we want you to be able to understand, okay, this is what's going on. So you may know most of this. And if you do stick with us, put in your thoughts where you want to. But if there's something we fill in, all the better. Because one of the most important things I think that we try to do is we try to get it so that you can make those connections all the way through. And you go, ah, I figure, okay, now that makes sense. That gap got filled in, right? Uh, let's. I, I do want to read Paul's comment. So Paul said, a thought about the gold standard versus GDP. So GDP, gross domestic product, that's basically what your country produces, the value, right, of what your country produces. GDP is the total economic output of a nation for one year. In 2020, this was $20 trillion for the U.S. It was $53 billion in 1920. Could reserves of gold grow fast enough to support the money supply right. needed for the li- liquidity needs of businesses growing at that rate? If the money supply was limited to the reserves of gold on hand, what kind of limit? Paul, did you read my notes? You totally stole my point. No, he's he's absolutely he's abso- right. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Now, and he pe- actually changed my mind about this whole thing. Sorry. No, no. And for the rest of us who just didn't understand what that was, we're going to dummy that down for me. <laughs> for me here. I'm reading this going. What? <laughs> That's why I'm no. saying don't get bored out. Yeah. Like. So basically, and we'll get into this more in a bit, but basically what Paul's saying, look, you only have so much gold in the world. Yeah, you know, these gold miners on TV shows on history or whatever, you know, they get a couple hundred ounces in a season. I don't know. I don't know what they end up digging up in a season, a good season, right? Not much. It's not enough to actually look at the economy. Plus, we're growing people. We're not losing people in the world population we're growing them we were what seven billion just 10 years ago now we're at eight billion we had we now have eight billion people on the face of the earth all of them are trying to buy and sell if you only have so much gold how do you tie enough money to that gold to feed and clothe everybody you know what i mean it's so Paul makes a good point, and he actually changed my mind on this of, wait a second, the danger of the gold standard is it doesn't expand fast enough to include everybody. But wouldn't the rarity make it, the rarity of it make it to where the price skyrockets, right? So, like, it's supply and demand, correct? Right. So then there would have to be other precious metals to back it up, which we don't probably have enough of that. 
right. copper, nickel, right? So I get that. But wouldn't that drive prices lower if we didn't have enough currency? And this is a question I'm asking. Like, cause yeah. guys, we're learning together here. So wouldn't that drive prices lower because we don't have enough circulation of money under the standard? You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. now everything's inflated. Right? I, I think his point or one point that he might make, and Paul, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but one point he might make, banks would only have so much to loan out to businesses. So that means Go fix it. fewer and fewer businesses would have enough this term liquidity. And we're going to get into that. They would have fewer, fewer and fewer businesses would have enough money to grow their business and expand their business. Mm. And I think that's probably one point Paul would make. What is liquidity? It's how easy can money move? That's basically what <clears throat> it understand is. Completely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is what ha happened was the banks loan out money so that your rug dealer can grow his business. Let's say your rug dealer's doing well, but his business is kind of at a stopping point. I get it. So the, the bank, he goes to the bank. He says, look, I, I need to hire more employees. I need this. I need this. Bank says, okay, well, we'll give you the coins. You pay them back with a right, fee. Right, right. Right? So liquidity is there's more money for the bank to loan out. And, and like, cool. Paul, Paul said, I'm, I'm on with this. If we tied it to gold, gold's not expanding. And so therefore liquidity doesn't expand. So therefore it's not as easy for businesses. Now I'm, I'm sure there's a counterpoint in all of that. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. There's definite, <clears throat> there's definite, there, it is interesting. And, and I think the point I'm making is when, when, when there's a currency being done or there's a currency had, what's to stop it from, from someone inflating like a government, because the only ones that are inflating and conflating these things are dudes with force, Right like a gang or, or, or a cartel, right? They can drive up any price they want and they're going to shoot you in the process because you better pay for it or else. And governments, <laughs> I'm serious, right? You're so right. Like, if there's nothing backing it, what's to stop a government, <clears throat> you know, force to, to, to just overinflate, you know, lend it right. to who they want to, that kind of thing. You right. get a dollar, you get a dollar, you get, everybody oh, gets a dollar. Bro, yeah, you know, like, and, and it really is that case at this point. And, I'm glad you say that because we're getting into that real I know, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 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 this whole loaning, banks loan out, they they get their money back. There's a risk, right? What if the rug dealer goes out of business? He can't pay his bills. That bank loses out on not only the money they gave him, but the profit that they would have made coming back in. And so there's this this rise and fall and panics and all of that runs on the bank because the, the banks are only required to hold a certain fraction right. of money to be able to hand out. So if everybody rushes in to grab their money because they're like, oh, I heard the bank doesn't have enough money to give it all out to us and things are going bad. We got to get our money out before they take it. Yeah. That bank collapses. Yeah, that's a run. That's yeah. a run. And so in the 1920s, that's what happened. Yep. People lost faith in the system. <clears throat> they, they heard rumors that things were starting to collapse. So they all ran in and the whole system went Right. And what's what's crazier than that is if you guys watch like uh, It's a Wonderful Life, there was actually a scene of that where the banks were calling in their, you know, or I'm sorry, people were calling in their money and uh, they had to shut down a bank for a week. The guy in town bought up everyone's shares of the bank at 50 cents on the buck. That's corruption at its finest. Right. Yep. So <clears throat> it's weird how this whole thing can get manipulated and anything's manipulatable. But it's like th that's why I'm saying this is such a weird and interesting topic to think about and talk about. And, and again, I'm so grateful. I have 
my 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 two very smart friends that are on my side i, I just <laughs> try me. to keep up with paul right right right, right. <laughs> i mean same, I, same. <laughs> I i get his paul this is for you i get your research notes and i've got to like translate them into yeah. common huh <laughs> what um and and so in this risk idea one of the things that banks are supposed to do is figure out is this loan good for me to give out and i this actually points to Y'all got to hear this. I love this example in terms of student loans. So you're a business owner. You want to you wanna open a business. So you go to the bank and you have, to, you have to give them your financial history, credit score, references, write out your plan. You go in with everything and they could still say, no, I can't give you that $50,000. We just, we don't think this is a good investment. But Government will guarantee that an 18-year-old who has no clue what to do with their life can have an unlimited blank check to go to school. $200,000 for underwater basket weaving. Yay! And governments know if they can't pay for it, we'll subsidize it. So prices keep... This is what I'm saying. Right. Everything's manipulated. Right. The, the danger is when you don't allow people to mitigate their own risk. When you try to save them, you end up causing bad problems. Okay. Now, getting forward, so things were shaky for some banks, and things would go up and down. So smart people came in and said, well, we need a central bank because everybody else does it. Doesn't that sound strangely familiar, like scripture? Well, everybody else is doing it. Why, do, why can't we do it? And it actually started right after the country was founded. So in 1789... The U.S. was on shaky financial ground. You had a bunch of currencies that were worth nothing between the states. They owed massive debts to France for the war, massive debts to private investors who were giving money in, in arms and ships and stuff to the American Navy or the American military. And so Congress approved a Treasury Department to start figuring out, OK, we'll have a currency. We'll start paying off debts. We'll figure this out. We, we got to stabilize the financial system. In walks Alexander Hamilton, the monarch <laughs> in sheep's clothing. Gosh, the, oh, uh, this guy. Uh, a big government federalist at its finest at that time. He would be considered way conservative today, but he was a he was a big government. Oh, he was he was he the, was nuts. And and I got a quote from him that pretty much showed he thought we should be Britain. That's really what his mind was. We should be Britain. So he comes in and he says, "We need a central bank." Notice the difference. The Treasury Department was supposed to handle the financial side of things for the country. They were, they were basically the accountant of the country. You could picture it that way. And they also issued currency. Hamilton says, I want a central bank. So what's a central bank? A central bank is one bank that loans out and handles all of the other banks. <clears throat> and they loan to the government. Hmm. And they could support manufacturing as well as agriculture, in the words of Hamilton. Hamilton argued that a central economic system with managed debt was critical for the U.S. to handle commerce. Hmm. Anybody see where that's going? He said the power of creating new funds upon new objects of taxation by its own authority. Dude. That's so corrupt. I'm going to read it again. The power of creating new funds upon new objects of taxation by its, its own, own authority, authority. With no check. Who's checking that? Would enable the national government to borrow 
as far as its necessities might require. Foreigners, as well as citizens of America, could then reasonably repose confidence in its engagements. You know what that just said? Let's make a debt slave of the U.S. government to a central bank. Where are we now? That's right. Perpetual debts is what kills nations, man. Because you're in hawk to the... Borrow a servant to the lender. That's all scriptural, dude. You know what I'm saying? And the founders actually talked a lot about not being in debt, how debt will crush the nation. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of them did. Mm Mm-hmm. And here we have this guy saying, we need to be like the other nations. Funny, huh? Isn't that crazy? We got to be like Europe. We got to. Don't you hear that today? We have to be like Denmark. Mm. Socialist? That was a great Pelosi. (laughs) Uh. I try very hard. I've been practicing my my Pelosi. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, Carrie Booth, she says, I wanted to be an entrepreneur at 18 wanted to be a vet tech she she wanted to be a vet tech she never used her schooling i've pushed through to be an owner on my own i say that to say this you're dead on oh her friend i'm sorry her friend got a student loan so the friend never used the schooling carrie pushed on to be an owner on her own exactly student loans are are oh man that's a whole different topic anyways so benjamin franklin actually said this he said think what you do when you get when you run in debt you give another power over your liberty. Is that not Proverbs? Dude. Dude. What is it? The the debtor is slave to the lender? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, so will America never always have had debt? No. I mean, I, I think there's always. But is it a manageable debt? Is something, you know what I mean? And again, I know it's all about assets and weighing all this stuff out. But it's like, again, the asset's only worth to what the person wants to pay for it. Right. So we could say, well, it's valued at, but the housing market's proven it now. Well, these houses are going for 300 grand around here. Dude, two years ago, they were worth 170. Yeah. Is and someone coming in and buying them? No, they're still on the market. Exactly. I, I have a house just around the corner from me. Um, it's, it's for sale on the market, probably 60,000 more than my house. It's right around the corner. And that house has been sitting overvalued for two months now, at least. Every time I walk past, there's a sign just hanging out there. The market determines the value. People determine the value. Anyways, so this this whole central bank thing became a constitutional debate. Jefferson and Madison were adamant we do not want a national bank. We do not want a central bank. Let the states handle their own banking system. We'll handle the currency. And isn't it funny? Somebody comes in and says, well, we need to just consolidate all of this. That's the way to really make it safe. So Hamilton thought the European Central Bank System was exactly what the U.S. needed. Now, America fought this idea for decades and decades, right? One could argue centuries. National banks would pop up every once in a while, such as in the Civil War. But finally, in the early 1900s, the federal government established the Federal Reserve. Don't let the name fool you. It is not a federal institution. It is a mostly private institution. If I remember correctly, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, they only have to have 20% government-appointed officials on the board. So 80% of that board is private. Yet, they are the ones in control of the banking system as well as making the U.S. government in debt to them. They determine the monetary policy going forward. They determine, well, interest rates, we need to bring them up. Oh, we need to bring them up. And... 
Now, today, it's not just fiat currency. They're doing credit, which means zeros and ones, which means, ah, well, we'll throw more zeros and ones into this bank's account. Digital. They are truly creating money out of thin air. Truth. Yeah, and every time, because I was thinking about this, and, and Josh actually talked about it earlier in his comments, the digital, like the government will say, this is just going to make it easier. It's easier to track. It's easier to tax, easier to come down on you with when it does go digital. This whole currency and uh, crypto stuff. I remember Paul was like, yeah, nah, don't believe it. It's a scam, right? And you're like, yeah, but it's an easy dollar, right? We were, you know, People are thinking it's an easy buck. You can get into it. It's like, yeah, it's just also a setup. You know, governments are going to use that. Say, look at that craze that developed. Yeah. Well, if we just do a, our own, you know, crypto, a global cryptocurrency, it's simple. At some point, it's going to hit that. Right, right, right. And that's that's that thing. And I, I kind of want to keep on this line of what were the founders saying about debt, right? And and there's there's a lot to be said about it. But uh, Thomas Jefferson once said, to preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our election between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. I mean, that's many will say, especially today's experts will say, well, they didn't understand what we were going to go through today. No. You know what they understood? Government's not supposed to be involved in doing half the things that they're doing. And the only reason we need more debt is because we're guaranteeing things like checks that we don't have the money to cash, pensions, funds, uh, giving to states, giving to other countries. Right. And uh, we, we borrow. Right. To pay off debt. George Washington said to contract new debts is not the way to pay old ones. Isn't it funny? <laughs> but, dude, well, that's common sense. We'll take more debt to pay off debt because that ends well. Um, Paul, just to throw it out there, Paul said the Board of Governors are approved by the Senate. Uh, and one of the things that Jefferson points out about Hamilton, and I'm, I'm jumping to the, the last notes because this fits into that. Jefferson even said of Hamilton's central bank, Hamilton's financial system had two objects. First, as a puzzle to exclude popular understanding and inquiry. Isn't that interesting? Let's make it confusing so people just don't understand what's going on. Secondly, as a machine for the corruption of the legislature. And what actually happened, and Jefferson points this out, is there when, when they were about to figure out national currency, they were about to figure out, okay, here's how we do this. People had bonds that were worth pennies. In today's language. So all of these people, knowing what was about to happen, rushed up, purchased all of these bonds from these veterans, said, give me all of them. They're only worth pennies. I'll take them. Then the government said, ah, we'll, we'll do them dollar to the dollar right. for those bonds. So all of these people who were in on it with Hamilton and his buddy uh, Morris gathered up all of these bonds from unsuspecting people and immediately, because the government switched their their policy on it of, yeah, we'll, we'll redeem them to the dollar, they were instantly wealthy. Hamilton knew it the whole time, and Jefferson called him out on it. He said ships were moving in mass up and down, racing. People on horses were racing to get to New York because, obviously, information didn't travel very fast. Corruption. Always be careful when the government is suddenly. Uh, why do we have the Pelosi Act that's up by Josh Hawley now? Oh, hmm. Ha, ha. Sells off How, a few million in yeah. stock. A few days before oh, Google. You know. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. You know. <laughs> so Jefferson 
he understood that Hamilton was intentionally creating a system in, of institutionalized corruption in order to buy the political support, support in Congress for his party's big government mercantilism imperialist agenda. Now, this gets even better. Jefferson recalled how President John Adams said of the British Constitution, purge that Constitution of its corruption and give to it its popular branch equality of representation, and it would be the most perfect constitution ever devised by the wit of man. Hamilton objected. He said, purge it of its corruption and give to it its popular branch equality of representation, and it would become an impractical government. As it stands at present, with all its supposed defects, it is the most perfect government which ever existed. Hamilton was so bewitched and perverted by the British example, wrote Jefferson, as to be under thorough conviction that corruption was essential to the government of a nation. Where are we at today? Dude. Where are we at today? I'm just asking. Just asking a question. I mean, when you look um, when when you look at the creation of a central bank, you look at the creation of a Federal Reserve, and there's this incestuous relationship. It's it's the same thing as the military industrial complex. There is this thing going on of look, give us this and we'll help you out. Sure. Once again, why is it that Pelosi sells off millions of dollars of Google stock? Just what a couple of weeks before the DOJ opens an antitrust lawsuit against them. This is dangerous when you get the government that close to a centrally economic system, central economic system. Right, right, right. Because all of a sudden they've got their hands in the pot. And guess what? The pot can create as much money as it wants. That's right. And they have that congressional immunity thing to just, well, I didn't know. There's you can't prove it. You can't think. And that's where uh, people start to lose confidence. And I, this is where you got to start thinking. Just just think with me for a second. Why all of these things happen, like shootings and like, you know, what the media promotes. I'm not saying shootings don't happen. What I'm saying is what the media chooses to promote to distract the people. Fear, COVID, all these other things. And government's pocketing. They're just making money behind the scenes, behind closed doors. I mean, how much money did Fauci make from, from all these companies oh, yeah. and the kickbacks, right? Yeah. But we keep promoting fear so that we're not paying attention to what's going on behind the scenes. And we're not paying attention to trails or what's going on. And so fear has always been used by big governments or by governments in general, actually, to stop the people and silence them and, 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 and to shut them up. Sedition Act. You know what I mean? Like it's constant fear. It's force. And, and, and so what they're doing now is, oh, my gosh, what could happen to the dollar? Oh, my gosh, what could happen to our money? Oh, my gosh, what could happen here? And the more fear that they use, the more they keep you enslaved to what are they going to say next? What's going to happen next? And yet just last week with all your friends, you're like, I can't trust a politician to save my life. Right. So we say we can't trust them and we don't trust them and that they're not trustworthy because they can't even keep to their own words. They don't even know how to balance their own checkbook. Right. But then we depend on them for the answers when, we're, when we don't have the answers. And that's what's so dangerous about our nation. That's what's so dangerous about most citizens, I think, is that they themselves don't see the corruption in its true intent. They see it and then they don't believe it and it's because it's not in them. And so what happens is when fear comes, they start to go, well, you know, I guess we, we, we need answers. So instead of actually doing the right thing, turn to the Lord, turn to each other, right, our people, we turn to what the politician is going to say next. And then that's what happens, right? It, it just over and over and over again, you see 
Like I started asking myself, okay, there was three shootings uh, a few days ago, like in, in, in consecutive. And it's like, I thought, you know, the, that probably happens daily. But why are they choosing to promote this right now? What's going on? All of a sudden, the Pelosi story pops up. I'm like, ah. Uh. And they buried that. Like, it's like sold off stock, blah, blah, blah. It was just, we'll, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop stuff, right? They just, they just buried and they start promoting all this stuff, and then they promote to you the fine stuff, the 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 the, the spectacle stuff. Uh, you know what's going on with the next movie star um, or a football player? Football who collapses. Player. Yeah, yeah, and they they keep you distracted <clears throat> with benevolence and goodwill too to watch or to to ignore what's really going on with government. The whole idea of what we're talking about here is liberty, how to keep you free, right? What's what is your own possession, property, life, liberty, all that stuff that God gave to you. And how far we can go when we don't trust God. It's like, you know what? We'll just create a central bank. It's going to be good. Don't worry about It'll it. It'll take care of it all. Yeah. I mean, and we get, we're all going to be on the same page. And it's going to be kumbaya. We're going to take care of all the people. Right? Because that's what the founders were thinking. I don't care if you disagree with me or not. Okay. We, we did this to keep. This is why I'm saying, were they really nefarious? Because they were willing to put their own lives on the line and give up everything for it. So I think they did believe, hey, we need to create our own country, right? Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. For, then, for, for us to destroy it because we don't understand government and the basic concepts of liberty because people are afraid to really learn about liberty, to understand what liberty really means, that liberty is truly you keeping your business off of someone else. That's true liberty, right? They're afraid of that, and we're afraid of that as a nation, because we're afraid of what could happen as, as consequence. And I'm going to submit to you. And I said it in a, a podcast before. Look at all the laws we have now and look at the corruption, chaos, and the, and the crap that's happening. Except it's a controlled chaos. Whereas we don't know what it would be under liberty because we've never really had it. We've always had to have some kind of government over us. We don't understand what liberty is. We truly don't. Like if you think about liberty, freedom, you truly don't even know what that is. You've never even experienced it. But you've, in your mind, considered if there's no laws, oh, my gosh. It's called an inward law. It's called love your neighbor as yourself. It's called the gospel. You know what I mean? Goodwill towards men, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying laws are not important. What I'm saying is this is what we've done. And when we're talking about especially the finances thing, when you brought it up, I was like, oh, bore fest. But I'm trying to understand economics as much as I can, right? Because it's not my favorite topic at all, at all. But it's a topic that is needed. Right. And when I when I put it on there, I was just like, oh, this would be good for us to dive into. And then I looked at it uh, when when Paul and I were talking about the next topic. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how do I? <laughs> because it, it's such a massive topic. And it's something that that I wish I fully understood. But there's so much involved in all of this. And it's important at the same time for us to learn and grow and understand and, and get a bigger perspective because in that we learn how to have Liberty, because if you understand what's going on around you, you can understand what you're standing up against. Exactly. And this idea of Liberty, the more, the more you understand where you're being pressed, the more you understand where to stand. That's right. Right. Um, Carrie says, I pay with cash now at Tills and young cashers, cashiers are like, wow, cash. Never see that anymore. Right. <laughs> Said, and most don't know how to count it back. 
in that I see conditioning, acceptance, cash is becoming weird, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's the movement forward of the whole system. The whole system is moving itself forward to where you just rely on what the, the experts, what the authorities have put in place for you. You just rely on that. You continue to move forward. That's where you give up your liberty. Bingo. How many of you know how to grow or hunt your own food? That's not a, not a cap, not a shot, but a question. And a legit one, if, a you're, legit if, you're, one. if you're honest with yourself. 200 years ago, how many people knew how to grow and hunt their own food? We are now into a system where if the electricity went out within what? Two months? Probably 60-70% of the population would be dead. Right now, numbers aside, think about it. Our self-sufficiency protects our liberty. This includes financial system. This includes we're complaining about eggs. You know what Melissa and I are talking about? Hmm. It might be time to get those chickens we want. And I believe Port St. Lucie still has an ordinance in place of no chickens, which means, OK, now I got to go fight that. Well, let's go fight it. Let's go fight it. But right? I think, too, like this is why it was so important for for. A lot of people that were saying 10, I remember 10, 15 years ago, the skilled trades are going to be useless in a, in a, in a new tech, technological era. Well, if the whole system goes down, all of technology goes down. So your skilled trades are going to be necessary. Yeah. I'm so glad I learned how to, how to roof and use a hammer. I'm glad yeah. I learned how to weld. I'm glad I learned how to do all those things, right? Because I can at least get back into that, get my mind yep. back into it. You understand the concept yeah, of dude, construction. And, you know? Construction and like what, what's necessary to do fixing up things, you know, that kind of stuff. And again, I've been out of that loop for eight, nine years, maybe 10 years, but it's like, I picked it all up and I know it and you know how to work on cars, that, that kind of thing. That's why it's so important to teach our kids and let our kids know, Hey, they're skilled trades. Mm -hmm. And so my sons, they're, they're going to go do these summer classes. That I mean, I'm, it's hard because I'm gone right. a lot or whatever, but no, I'm with you to teach them, Hey, go tinker on that car, go tinker on this, you know? And um, I think that, that if, if the system falls, which, it might could. We don't know. We have no clue. We don't know. You know, it could be, are you prepared to do bartering? You know, are you prepared for that? You know, will you have, you know, do we fight for cows too? Because I think I got enough grass back there for some cows. Let's fight for it. Right. You imagine all the cow pies. And the, never mind. <laughs> Which would be manure for your garden. Hey! Um, Josh says, what is happening now is the start of the digital currency. In turn, will help set up the end times economic system. I know a movie that talks about that. Holy hmm. cats. Hmm. Maybe go check out Left Behind. Uh, Carrie says, knowing how to cook and mend socks is important too. Most don't even know how to make their own. No eggs, they're substitutes. My hubby is handy, works in HVAC, which helps in a lot of ways. Exactly. And it may be something where... You need a skill in order to be able to barter with somebody <clears throat> to where they could grow some food for you. That's how the whole system grew anyways, yeah. right? Sewing's important. If I don't want to sew my own socks, I go to Carrie and I say, look, I've, I've got some eggs. You want some eggs? This is where money developed because it was easier to say, here, here's some money. You go buy your steak instead of your egg, the eggs that I have to offer you, right? And so it's important to learn these self-sufficiency skills because it also gives you confidence. And I'm, I'm going to go on this trail for a second. Stick with me, but I think this is important. This is very important to liberty. 
I've thought a lot about why was America at the founding so gung-ho about fighting this revolutionary war? Now, obviously, there are a bunch of dissenters, all of that, but there was this strong group because over 130 years, the colonies had developed an identity of confidence. They fought the French and Indian War for the British. They sweated, they bled, they died for an, an identity of the colonies. This is us. They were self-sufficient. They did their own thing. The England was over on the other side. They couldn't really help. They did their own thing. So when England started oppressing them, they said, wait a second, we're our own people. We, we can take care of ourselves. Stop trying to oppress us. You call us your subjects. You call us your citizens. Yet you're not treating us like everybody else. They had confidence. So they fought for liberty. As a people lose confidence in themselves, they lose self-sufficiency. They lose the passion for liberty. Ooh. <laughs> that little minute right there, y'all. That really Kate. Clip. That's a clip. That really right, Kate. Right there. Hey. Right on the Insta faces. Yeah, go put it on right the Insta there. faces. Yeah, yeah. If people lose confidence, Dang, that was in fire, bro. If they lose confidence in themselves, they lose liberty. This is why self sufficiency, understanding who you wow. are, becoming your own Great person, call, dude, helps you develop wow. liberty. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I could have said <laughs> been more succinct than that. That was. Uh... <laughs> I'm so glad I'm surrounded by smart people. Because I ain't sometimes, and I'm glad that you other people have the giftings. Extremely brilliant. I'm, 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 I'm glad other people have giftings that I don't. Right? Because that's why people watch the podcast. That's why they listen. Right? Because we don't. Some of us don't have the time to research this stuff. And, you know, we do, and we sit around thinking about, man, okay, what is going to be beneficial for the people today? Mm -hmm. We're talking about the principles of liberty, and the reason we're doing that is because I don't think in America, I could do all my constitution classes, all this other stuff, but if they don't understand Liberty, you know what they're hearing? Yeah, we need to be free. So we need to elect that guy. We need to go do this. No, no, you need to understand Liberty for yourself first. Right. Then you can fight from a place of purity, not, not a place of Republicanism or Democratism or socialism or any other ism. You fight from a place of Liberty. It's like, no, even if I elect you, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire because you're the one that's supposed to protect my rights. See what I'm saying? So like our, our, ment our mentality this year was how do we disciple them to understand liberty? And I think that is, that's our calling now is put that confidence in people. They can do it themselves. Then they won't be dependent on government. They won't be dependent on, oh my gosh, our school systems. Well, then pull your kids out. The only way it's going to hurt the schools if we pull our kids out, mm -hmm. they don't have the money to spend. And, and notice what happens. People don't pull their kids out because they're not confident they can educate their kids Bingo. themselves because they need two or three jobs or maybe god wants you to get rid of all that maybe he just wants one job for the family got to get a cheaper house you got to do things on go to aldi right not not target maybe go to costco and we ex we, we exhume ourselves in this whole thing right to abdicate responsibility did you really want i know this is going to sound bad but just hear my heart in this go for it did you have children because you love the idea of children or did you have them so you could raise them? Oh, seriously. Did you have children because the idea of children was cool and you really wanted little bambinos running around or did you have them? So it's like, well, I'm, I suppose I'll send them to the school system for 12 years and then another school system for four. And hopefully they won't get indoctrinated by all that stuff. No, we are the ones that are raising our children. We are the ones creating these little humans 
to be good, ethical, godly, moral people. We are the ones telling them, these were my mistakes, y'all, and I'm going to be blunt with you. And you're going to face things that I didn't face, right. right? But hopefully what I faced will help you through what you're facing. Did you have children to just leave them to a system and just like the idea of children? Or did you actually truly get married because you love your husband because God gave them to you and those kids are a product of how you raise them? And we're going to answer to God for that stuff. We really are. Let's just be honest here. We're going to answer to God for this. I didn't pick Carrie, and she didn't pick me because we thought, that's a great idea to get married. There's a genuine love there. My dudes, my little guys, I genuinely give a crap about what they do, what they watch, what they think, because they're still under my roof. I'm not controlling them, dude. They can do what they want in the sense of morality, right? But I'm not holding them back from dyeing their hair or going to play basketball. They don't have to be preacher like me. But you darn right I'm in their lives about, dude, what you watching? What you thinking? Why are you thinking that? Why do you act like that, dude? Why are you doing that? That is my job. I'm, re- I'm going to answer to God for them and how I raise them. I don't want to say, Lord, I, I wish I'd have done more. They're my boys, man. And they're going to be me. And how I raise them is what they'll represent. I don't care what you say. It's the truth. It's the truth. That's my job. And, and you know why I know it's my job and it's the truth? Because I'm the one with the knowledge. I've been given the knowledge of the things of the kingdom. And I need to learn to give it to them. And if I can teach my kids, I can teach anybody. Seriously. Right. If I can witness to my kids, see them baptized, see them in the church, understand the principles of liberty and the Constitution and stuff, I can teach anyone. Because my three little boys think differently and they, they, they learn differently, right? They're your training ground to train other people. You see what I'm saying? But That's we're leaving true. them to a school system so that they can train them. And then we're like, well, I don't know how to witness to people. I don't know how to talk about things. Come on. That's why he gave you those kids to train you to do that. So you can talk to anybody out there with a hard heart, hard conscience, all these soft, whatever. And you can talk to them. Gosh, I love Revelation because I didn't even think about this before. No, that's good. Right? Like, why do you have kids, Mike? Why do you want to adopt another? Dude, that is the picture of Christ. That is the picture of God to us. I mean, I've said this before, and I mean it as a joke, but I, I don't. You're more Christian than me, like, to want to adopt a kid. That's like, that's Jesus represented, man. That's, that's the father. That's the heart of the father. But I think more and more, these principles aren't just to learn something new today or, gosh, that was a little boring today. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just like going to church and saying, oh, worship was a little boring. You didn't go there to, 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 to nitpick worship. You went there for the Lord. You come here to learn something about liberty. Right? And that we, like the stuff you just heard today, I promise you, some of you have never even heard before. That's why you're coming here. Because we want to teach you something I was never taught. I was never taught liberty. I was never taught what it was like not to have a government breathe down your throat. I was raised in it. I was taught you're born, Social Security. You are literally in a system the moment you're born. They control everything you do until you die. They literally do. And the difference between what we do and and I'm not calling people out, but what others do is we're actually giving you the heart to move forward. There is a difference between fear mongering and, and criticism, right? There's a difference between, Oh, well, they own you from birth to grave and you can't do anything about it. And the system is going to crush you. And you know, the Illuminati and new world or a Bilderberg. There's a difference between all of that, which you can go down that rabbit hole fast and, and it becomes so dark and depressive. And where we say, look, this is what's going on. 
here's the wickedness that we're seeing. Here's some motives that we seem to see. But here's your philosophy that we think you should carry. Here's your heart that we think you should carry. And here's how that will carry you forward. Here's how you can make change and difference having that philosophy, that outlook, that perspective, right? That's why we're hammering liberty. Because if it gets in here and then in here, now you can defend it. You can go forward on it. And you can point out the, the misconceptions people have in their world. You can stand before a city council and tell them, you see this wrong. You have been viewing this wrong. There is a whole different aspect to all of this. And you can get victory. You can vote for the right people who understand it perfectly. Right. So, guys. End it it out. Thank you so much for tuning into the self-evident podcast we really we really do this stuff and mike will always tell me like man this is gonna be a little boring bro (laughs) (laughs) but it's like dude the the, sometimes the boring things like that's what you have to drudge through to understand the big things Mm -hmm. you know i mean the mundane stuff you got to understand it to understand how a whole thing functions and and i think yeah i mean it's easy to say well i just want to i i just want to vote what okay that's the bare min. That's like not even the bare minimum. That's that's a crumb. You know, there's more to this, and you got to be educated and learn. So, guys, we love you very much. Yes, we, we do. You know, we're praying for you. We come into this podcast thinking, man, we just we got to keep feeding the people with liberty. And I know, uh, you know, for us, we're 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 not we're not the kind of guys that are looking for views and all this stuff. We're looking for impact, and the more impact we create, we love it. We just started our touring last weekend. I was just in Georgia. Yep, uh, it was awesome uh, where we were. Uh, God so moved. It was aw- It was great. And uh, we start up here at the beginning of February. We're going to Nevada. <laughs> beginning of February, Nevada. <laughs> I'm excited. We get to uh, have fun and preach. Hopefully turn some lives. See God saving souls, healing people, that kind of thing. That's our job. And we're asking you to keep praying for us as we go out and do those things because we're right. always under attack. And, and right. I get, it's spiritual attack, physical attack, whatever. Um. You'd be surprised. You can go to a church, you can go to a school, whatever. And it's the response is the same. Even if they're Christian, there's still questions of, are we really American? Should we be a socialist nation? That kind of thing. So all there, there's always some kind of corruption going on that is infiltrated, even the church. And we need to be praying for the bride. We need to be praying to, 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 to get rid of all the evil. So guys, God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Monday, Monday. Da, da, da. Hot dog. Well, next week I'll Hot be in dad. Nevada. So it'll be me. It'll be you. Or I could chime in, you know. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. We haven't really yeah. done that. No, we could bring you in. We'll give you a five-man <laughs> spot. Call my agent. <laughs> All right, All right. You guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. What was that? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>